We're podcasting from the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA. I'm Public Affairs Officer Taylor Henry, and today it's my great pleasure to be talking to Colonel Chuck Galena, USMC retired. Colonel, welcome. Thank you. And today we're talking about the upcoming uh, Warriors to Lords Pilgrimage an annual event sponsored every year by the Knights of Columbus. And, of course, you're a member of the Knights of Columbus. Um, Tell us a little bit, what is the Warriors to Lords pilgrimage? Well, in the first place, it's sponsored by the Archdiocese of the Military Service uh, and supported by and co-sponsored by the Knights of Columbus. Uh, It's an annual event uh, where we take wounded, ill, and injured warriors, caregivers, companions, volunteers, warrior pilgrims and chaplains to the shrine of Our Lady of Lourdes for peace and healing and reconciliation from the wounds of war, both physical and visible and invisible wounds of war. Um, This is our fifth year. We do this in conjunction with the International Military Pilgrimage, and this is the 60th straight year of the International Military Pilgrimage, which brings together over 40 nations and about 12 in this year, because it is the 60th, we expect around 15,000 uh, pilgrims, warriors, soldiers uh, from uh, various countries uh, that are members of the International Military Pilgrimage. The Archdiocese of Military Services USA and the Archbishop are actually the official members of the PMI, and I serve as the Archbishop's designated chief of delegation for the U.S. delegation. Not just wounded warriors to Lourdes, but also uh, the delegations come from various Catholic community chapels, uh, military chapels in Europe. And so you mentioned the International Military Pilgrimage. I'm going to try some French on you, okay, because you said PMI, and PMI stands for Peloriminage Militaire Internationale. Pretty good, yeah. PMI is what it stands for. Tell me a little bit about the PMI. When did it start and Uh, how? PMI started after World War II. Um, it was the purpose was to bring together the warring powers to seek peace and reconciliation after the utter devastation of that war, which coincidentally today, May the eighth, is the anniversary of the surrender of the Germans, uh, German military in Europe. So it's kind of an auspicious day to be talking about it. But it brought together uh, France, Europe. Uh, Great Britain, the U.S., and several others. And then about four, three to four years later, was joined by the Germans. So it became truly a, a, a pilgrimage, a military pilgrimage for peace and healing and reconciliation. Obviously, the wars haven't stopped. The need for peace and reconciliation, the need for the intercession of Our Lady has increased, if not, and continues to increase uh, with the current wars and situations that we face around the world. And so many of the nations are engaged in actual combat operations, not just the United States. Uh, for example, we will have soldiers from the Ukraine who are uh, very much engaged in uh, combat operation against uh, breakaway uh, folks in the, in the Ukraine and supported by the, so, by the Russians. So at any rate, it's a, it really is a opportunity for the nations to come together. It is uh, under the auspices of the, uh, the French uh, Ministry of Defense, 
and through the military bishop of France, um, Mon, uh, Bishop Romanet. The uh, and so the PMI is an or, is the organizational structure that puts together the pilgrimage itself. Uh, so the pilgrimage this year, the international military pilgrimage, is 18 to 20 May, Friday through Sunday. It consists of a opening ceremony um, and then uh, various and under, other sundry events. On Saturday, uh, the marching bands uh, play. Uh, there's a Marian procession uh, Saturday night, which is the largest event of which the United States is the uh, official coordinator or conceptor for the Marian procession this year. And then the uh, International Military and the International Mass on Sunday morning and followed by a closing ceremony Sunday afternoon. In the meantime, we intersperse our Warriors to Lords uh, and U.S. delegation activities uh, starting on Thursday with an opening mass for the uh, our Warriors to Lords pilgrimage at 14, 1400 on Thursday afternoon, which will be celebrated by His Excellency Archbishop uh, Brolio, who will join us Wednesday night and be there with a, through, with us through Saturday morning. Uh, we're always blessed when the Archbishop can spend time with us and with our pilgrims and lords. Uh, Friday afternoon at 1400 will be the opening American Mass where all of the uh, Warriors to Lords as would well be joined with the, um, the delegations or the, uh, from the uh, other chapels, Catholic chapels, military chapels throughout Europe, uh, and Great Britain. So um, we are we host that that evening is the opening ceremony for the international pilgrimage. And at 7:30 on Saturday morning is the Grotto Mass. Uh, the Archbishop will celebrate this opening mass, American Mass, and then he will also be the main celebrant for the uh, Anglophone Anglophone Mass on Saturday morning at 7:30 at the Grotto which this year is hosted by our brothers and sisters from Ireland. Uh, so they have asked the Archbishop to celebrate the Mass for us. And you mentioned we're recording this on May 8th, and we're talking about the 2018 uh, pilgrimage. Uh, what are the dates? The dates of the Warriors to Lords pilgrimage is 15 May through 22 May, which is inclusive of travel and return of our, our we're flying uh, 222 pilgrims this year from seven U.S. international airfields, as well as a bringing a bus from Kaiserslautern, in Germany, and uh, about 12 uh, pilgrims will travel to Lourdes on their own and join us there, mostly volunteers uh, in that group. Who's paying for all this? Um, the uh, it's a real privilege for the Knights of Columbus, and here I have to. Uh, give full credit to our Supreme Knight who uh, so firmly believes in this pilgrimage and is with and will be with us again this year. Um, the Knights of Columbus is the primary uh, funding uh, source for the inter- for all of the activities of the of the Warriors to Lords pilgrimage. Now we call it Warriors to Lords. How many of these warriors are wounded warriors? This year of the uh, 222, we have. 49 wounded, ill, and injured, which consists of both combat wounded, uh, ill, um, serious illnesses like cancer, kidney failure, etc., 
uh, as well as 31 designated um, PTS cases, which is obviously one of the major problems, coming, major health issues and um, spiritual issues coming out of the Iraq-Afghan wars. Uh, with them is 35 designated caregivers. Now, these are the, the individuals who are designated and in, in, in accordance with uh, VA policy uh, that they are trained to support uh, several of our wounded uh, are wheelchair-bound um, and need a, a, a caregiver all, 24 hours a day. So most are wives or mothers in this particular case. Uh, we have 22 warrior pilgrims. Now, these are non-wounded, ill, and injured military personnel, but our active-duty military needs, uh, needs that as well, plus a uh, number of these are will be in the color guard and will also serve as to support us uh, as well as pilgrim, pilgrims themselves. And we hear a lot about the healing waters at Lourdes. Is that part of the reason why you're bringing the wounded warriors there? Yes. Um, Lourdes uh, in the Catholic Church is recognized as the, the healing shrine of the church. There have been 66 confirmed miracles in Lourdes, more than any other shrine. Um, and this happens to be the 160th anniversary of the first apparition of the Blessed, Vir Blessed Virgin to Bernadette um, in February uh, 100, 160 years ago. Um, the waters actually come from a spring. Uh, this grotto is right adjacent to the River Cove, uh, but if one has read uh, anything about Lourdes, knows that the Blessed Mother directed uh, Bernadette to wash herself in the water. So as she got up to go to the river, uh, the Blessed Mother said no, uh, dig there, and sure enough, the spring sprung up. Well, that spring is near, is still um, providing uh, this healing water uh, in Lourdes. And all of our pilgrims, uh, we we make great strides to get all of our pilgrims to the to the baths, um, which are run by volunteers. They're uh, beautifully done. Uh, I will tell you, the waters are extremely cold. Uh, so, but. We find that not just the physical healing takes place, but also the mental um, and spiritual healing is what the waters really are about. And you've made this pilgrimage for how many years now? This will be my sixth. Um, the AMF, the Archdiocese Military Service, the Knights of Columbus, uh, first uh, supported it. Well, the Archdiocese Military Service has been part of the International Military Pilgrimage or more years, but in 2013, we joined together with another organization, kind of a, a feeling out process, if you will, with a financial donation. Uh, we went, we saw that the that the AMS with the Knights of Columbus could run the run the program ourselves. So in 2014 was the first time that the Archdiocese, the military service, and the Knights of Columbus not, not only went there, but we also and paid for uh, funded. Uh, pilgrims to go, but also provided all the logistics and administrative and operational support for the pilgrimage. So you've had a chance to see quite a few wounded warriors and veterans experience the healing at Lourdes. We have. We have. Um, um, yes, we have. We we've seen uh, some healing in terms of physical. Uh, a very badly uh, wounded um, and paralyzed veteran, uh, uh, active duty, actually, Army, 
um, in 2015, came for the first time, uh, wheelchair-bound in one of these uh, specialty chairs, um, both a little bit despondent, also had only use of his right arm to be able to manipulate the chair, and his left arm was totally immobile. The doctors at Walter Reed um, and the physical therapist had pretty much given up any hope of that arm ever moving. Well, within a matter of weeks after he returned from Lourdes, he was beginning to move that arm. And so there's no explanation for that other than both his own mental will to heal, but the spiritual healing by through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, in my mind, is the is the source of of that of that mental strength that caused that to happen, and then to this day, now he has continued to improve over the years and now can lift himself up out of the chair. Long way to go, still, but that's one. Um, we've had uh, a a young Marine Corps couple. Uh, he a wounded warrior, PTSD himself. They brought their little six-month-old daughter with them. She had several birth defects, both in the in the head and well as her hips. Um, again, once they returned, she went into the baths with her mother. I'm sure that that woke her up. Uh, but at any rate, uh, within a matter of weeks after back, the uh, neuro the neuro, neurologist said the head the heads had healed, and the orthopedist said there's no longer need of the braces for the hips. So again, while that may be natural. Uh, natural healing process of the body, but it also seems to have been escalated, if you will, or, or speeded up by this intercession of our Blessed Mother. Then there's the case of the uh, very strapping, strong uh, Marine Corps Sergeant Major, looked the role, acted the role, um, assisted us with uh, movement of the troops and so forth, as a Sergeant Major would do. Um, and then as he was leaving, he walked up to me and he looked at me and he said, Colonel, before I came to Lourdes, I was ready to check out of the net. In other words, commit suicide. He says, now I am ready to go home to my wife and children. So again, here is the mental uh, PTS activities. The other area that we're seeing so much of is what what is now being recognized finally as the uh, uh, moral wounding or spiritual wounding. Moral injury. Moral injury, which is the guilt side. Um, And we are seeing more and more of that manifested in many of our young uh, military personnel. And again, Lourdes serves to bring that peace and healing and reconciliation. The number of the pilgrims who seek out our priest for confession is amazing. Um, uh, everything from uh, a good example is, uh, again, a couple of Marines just couldn't understand why they had to go to the faith and uh, formation um, session uh, on a particular night. Just so happened the Archbishop was speaking that night, so um, was giving the talk. And so the Marine Major General is with us is saying, now, no, you need to go. And they're giving him, uh, you know, and he said, well, okay, fine. I'll buy you a beer. So he gets him there. Um, and then probably they're in the back. The archbishop gave his talk, and probably within about 15, 20 minutes after the talk, the young Marine's wife came up and says, my husband would like to have confession. 
So we go from why do I have to go to I don't want to go to okay, I'll have a beer to I need confession. Uh, our priests uh, are so busy with the Sacrament of Reconciliation while we're there. Uh, this year we're blessed with 16 priests coming with us. Uh, and I will tell you, they will be very busy. And from a Catholic standpoint, that is the ultimate reconciliation. That is the ultimate peace in uh, confessing our sins. Uh, and what a, what, a, what a blessed place to be confessing your sins there where the Blessed Mother has appeared are these and still present in my mind. Are these priests that accompany the pilgrimage military priests, are they chaplains? Yes. It's a combination of active duty military priests, uh, guard and reserve uh, uh, priests, a few retired uh, chaplains. Um, and uh, then we also have with us, this, and each year we have had with us um, five or six non-Catholic military chaplains because we have kept this a total ecumenical pilgrimage. While it's a Catholic shrine run by a Catholic archdiocese and a Catholic organization, uh, there is no denominational boundary on healing and peace and reconciliation. And uh, we find that many of our non-Catholic brothers and sisters derive great uh, benefit from this pilgrimage. And we're blessed to have these non-Catholic chaplains. Well, there'll be five with us this year. And typically, what is the reaction of these warriors, whether wounded or not, when they arrive at Lourdes? Is there an immediate sense of the peace of the location, or does it come on gradually? For some, it's immediate. For some, it comes on gradually. Keep in mind, uh, uh, the ones coming from the States will have been traveling pretty much all day uh, and overnight, because as you know, there's a five-hour time difference, and so... Uh, when they get there, uh, either on Wednesday afternoon or Thursday afternoon, depending on the flight, uh, they're pretty tired. And, and we bring them right into faith and formation, and we bring them and get them going. You fly into Paris? Uh, the flights go into Charles de Gaulle, and then we uh, then fly direct from Charles de Gaulle to Poe, which is the uh, Pyrenees Regional Airport, or we fly, have to bus some of them over to Orly and then fly them down to Poe from there. And then we have um, our buses that pick them up at Lourdes for the, I mean, at Poe for the 45 minute uh, drive down to Lourdes. And this trip could not be cheap. The KFC is picking up the tab. That's typical of the generosity of the KFC. Uh, how do you break that down? How many. Uh, travelers get their expenses paid and how many have to pay their own way or at least help pay their own way um, the wounded ill and injured um, their designated caregivers uh, priests and, and chaplains uh, we cover uh, all of their expenses companions and uh, warrior pilgrims we and then warrior pilgrims active duty we cover those expenses companions we ask that if they're financially able Companions can be parents, wives, uh, children. We have we, this year. We'll have about uh, uh, of the thirty companions. About twelve of them are small children. So, uh, but we will provide financial assistance. So, um, and then the volunteers though are self-paying. Um, it 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 is a testimony to these individuals yeah. of their love of the military and the love of the church that they will pay uh, their own way from the states 
at a cost of $2,600 to come over and help us with these pilgrims, some of whom have been with us every year. Uh, so I am always blessed with them because we need the help of the volunteers. So uh, so that also helps us uh, with with the organizational and operation of the pilgrimage. Uh, we do get, uh, last year, we each year we've gotten more donated. The pilgrimage has grown each year from 124 counting staff in uh, 19, or 20, 2014 to this year, 222 not counting staff, which is about 30 more than 2017. So we've grown each year. We had 675 applications this year that we had to get down to the 220 number. Uh, so it's quite a selection process. And um, so we do, the donations have been a great offset. And last year, we our donations reached about 123000 which helped offset the, offset the gross cost. And are these donations taken year-round? How does that work? Um, the donation for a particular year starts on uh, 1 July, which is our fraternal year, and ends on 30 June at the end of the fraternal year. So for this year, the donations for 2018, we started uh, getting them in right after 1 July 2017, and we will take donations for the pilgrimage up to um, 30 June this year. Uh, if someone wants to donate, they can go to our warriorstolords.com webpage and hit the donate button and can donate right there online. Colonel Chuck Galena, USMC retired, member of the Knights of Columbus and a big friend of the Archdiocese for the Military Services. Thank you so much for coming in to talk to me today about the Warriors to Lords pilgrimage. Is there anything we haven't covered? Anything you'd like to say? I think uh, I, I would like to, uh, again, once again, acknowledge the uh, spiritual oversight of our Archbishop, Archbishop Timothy Berlio, and the dedication and love of our military personnel and our veterans of our Supreme Knight, Carl A. Anderson and his wife, Dorian, as well as the rest of the uh, staff that's on this on this pilgrimage. And very much so, each of our flights has uh, two, two to three trip leaders to keep up with the pilgrimage. For example, the Dulles flight has 43 people coming. Uh, so these people give up their time and, and treasure and are really busy throughout the pilgrimage uh, working with the staff to get the pilgrims in the right place at the right time, take care of them, answer all their questions, and are very much part of the planning process that we will begin planning 2019 on 22 May. As soon as this, as soon as the last person gets on the bus, we will already be in the planning process for 2019. And you can find out more information about the Warriors to Lords by going to, as you mentioned, www.warriorstolords.com. Colonel Chuck Galena, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's my pleasure, Taylor.